We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and oh. should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It does happen to be the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to jump in, Phone call, easy to make, 216-220-0966. If you would rather do it by email, much easier, and here's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQ Central Show. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now or so, it is the first Tuesday of yet another new month. I say it time and time again, especially at this time of the month. (laughs) That's funny to say out loud. (laughs) Especially at this time of the month. Let me make sure. Periscope, YouTube. 2018 rapidly coming to a close. Folks, you laugh at me each and every month when I say it. You laugh really hard when I say it in January because it's it couldn't get any more fresh than the first Tuesday. But we are once again in the Tuesday of the first of the month, which is May now. We are in month five, so 2018 rapidly coming to a close. And, of course, the first Tuesday of the month. If you feel like you're getting seasonal barbecue allergies, if you feel like your barbecue game is a little bit on the sickly side, if you don't feel you are getting the most out of your barbecue self and you need to take a trip to the good doctor's barbecue doc, what? Getting lost in my thought. And you need to make a trip to the good barbecue doctor's office to fix your ills and your ails and your issues, trobs and tribs. Certainly, you've picked no better week to do that than by the monthly show visit from Barbecue Hall of Famer, multiple-time and best-selling cookbook author, friend of this show, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, will join us just shy of 11 minutes from now. And then at uh, around 35 past the hour, the longest-running sponsor of the show, the Barbecue Guru, and my ace, Bob Trudnack, will be joining me, bbqguru.com. And typically, we're talking about technology that will be changing your life forever as it relates to the world of live fire cooking, not specifically for ceramic cookers, but of course, their flagship product, 
tried, true, and tested on pretty much all ceramic cookers to include their own monolith, by the way. Also, they have a set of very fantastic automatic pit temperature control device controllers, not the least of which is the CyberQ Cloud Controller. This time around, we go a little bit more traditional, a little bit more material, a little bit more manufacturing. And we're going to be talking about a brand new product that Bob put out in the market. I don't know if it's been a month yet, maybe a little more than a month, but has been met with an incredible acceptance into the market. Very popular, hard for him to keep in stock. In fact, you know, I was immediately on him saying, hey, Bob, let's get on. Let's talk about this new product, hype it up, get it going. And he said, would love to, except for the fact that the first run sold out like free hotcakes on a Sunday at IHOP. And I still have lead time left before I get that new shipment in to be able to sell out again. So let's wait a couple weeks. So I respect Bob's wanting to wait to make sure that he had product in hand, that he's able to scale up accordingly. So by the end of our conversation this evening, in about 30 minutes from now, and you feel energized, motivated, I've created that sense of urgency for you to get your hands on this product, you will be able to get it because nothing worse. It's like going on Kickstarter or Voodoo Django or all these other hype sites. Did the meter even come out yet? Where's my embedded Texas correspondent? Did the meter actually happen? Doug, you said you have one, right? But it took 10 months, 12 months, 18 months to get one after being funded millions and millions of dollars. That's the one thing that I freak out a little bit when it comes to these Kickstarter programs. I backed a couple, they funded, and then nothing really ever happened. I got... I don't even know if I lost money on it, but the concepts seemed really good. That's why I supported them. One was a phone camera gimbal. It was really cool. Founded by the guy that originally founded that Steadicam that they use in movies. He was part of that, but it just never won anywhere. Got farmed out to Best Buy. They screwed everything up, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what I'm trying to tell you is this. If we create enough urgency and enough excitement for you to get your hands on this product from the Barbecue Guru, you will be able to buy it, and it is simply called the Rib Ring. Now, if you use it to its full capacity, I don't want to shoot the wad right here in the open, but if you use it to its full capacity, you can cook six racks of St. Louis-style cut ribs, or, as you see in Bob's promotional video, five racks of St. Louis-style ribs, and a whole chicken in the middle. So it's I'm not going to call it a beer can chicken holder because if you're a fan of this show, if you're a disciple of Meathead, you all know we're a little down. We shy away from beer can chicken for a number of reasons, the first of which is safety. But if you want to be able to put a whole chicken down in there and have it hold it upright, you can circumvent that sixth rack of St. Louis spare ribs and drop in a whole chicken. So in that promo video, he's doing the full five racks of ribs and the whole chicken. So we'll talk to Bob about where he decided this needed to be, re- or why it decided it needed to be released, how the concept came up. I'm sure there were some libations evolved, especially 
as it relates to Bob because he's a big craft beer guy. He might just be a beer guy in general, but I think he's really into the craft scene as well. I think he might have some business relationships with some of those local brewers up where he's at towards that Warminster, Pennsylvania area. So we'll talk to Bob Trudnack in about 28, 29 minutes from now. And then we'll move on to the second hour. 14 past the second hour, I have opened. So if you have always wanted to jump in the show, talk about a subject, ask me a question, have a take on a previous guest at some point, I'm more than happy to have you on at that time frame. That'll be in the second hour, 14 minutes past. I'll have some giveaways. We can play some games, do all the fun stuff. I don't usually have open segments here in the show, but I decided to leave it open this week just to let you guys take part in it. If you want, fear not, I have also allotted plenty of me talking to fill the segment if need be. And then to close out the show, we will talk about Stay Cook-Off Association. We'll talk about winning Stay Cook-Off Association contests, especially as it relates to the Colorado area, specifically Warminster, Colorado. And my guy, the owner, proprietor of GQ Barbecue Restaurant and the pitmaster of the same team's name, GQ Barbecue, Jason Ganahl will join me and talk about his big win this past weekend at SCA. Of course, when you win an SCA event, you get that golden ticket to take part and try your hand at the overall world championships that will take place in Dallas-Fort Worth. And that'll be in October this year. We'll make sure we nail down that specific date. Brett Galloway talked about it when he was on a couple weeks ago. So we'll make sure we nail it down when he's on in two weeks' time talking about the latest and greatest SEA events. But Jason Ganala, winner back into the competition saddle. So we'll talk to him about all the good things that are going on in SEA. And are there any pitfalls? Because I've talked about it here for the last number of weeks. I love a lot about SEA. I have concerns about the SEA as it relates to the narrowing of acceptance and creativity being rewarded and or penalized like you see it being done in competition barbecue now. Nobody's going to be super outside the box to gain attention because judges have been trained to say, this is what I should be looking for. This is what wins anything outside this box should be penalized i think we need to get out of that mindset so we'll talk to jason about that as well plus your phone calls and emails 216-220-0966 greg at the bbq central show.com let me talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru they have always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy because it can be especially if you use the monolith barbecue guru edition grill The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. That means smarter control, greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill, and you can serve the tastiest, juiciest of meals each and every time. Now, if you missed it, The Monolith does have a built-in draft fan. So here's the good news. If you are already a Guru customer and you have a controller, you don't have to bother getting the whole new setup to accommodate the Monolith. It has the fan in it. So just hook your controller up to the fan. As long as you're happy with the technology you got as it relates, I've been saying that a lot. As long as you're happy with how that controller operates, 
you don't have to go get a new one in order to make that monolith work. If you want to upgrade to the CyberQ cloud, who am I to tell you don't do that? Go ahead and do it. I encourage you. If you want to keep the controller you have and hook it up to that fan, you can do that as well. Get you up and running right out of the box that much quicker. Plus, you know, it's ceramic, so it's going to be a fuel miser. It's going to hold temperature well once the ceramics heat up. A lot of great things that ceramic cookers have that some of the other cookers don't. So take advantage of that. It's got the fan in it. If you got a controller, hook it up. You're off and running. Visit the website, bbqguru.com. Call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Or again, the website, bbqguru.com. Ray Lampy coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauce, Grilling oils, all the Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as in backyards all over the country. That's right. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood. Be the king of your cul-de-sac. And visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up right now. Always, always trust your butcher no matter what. All right, stick around for this. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. That's right. Every week you can find Ray Lampy right here on this show. So let's race over to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome back, Ray. Ray, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. How about yourself? Doing absolutely fabulous, Ray. I always appreciate the time that you give to the show here. A uh, number of different places that we can run to tonight. Um, so let me ask you, do you want to do questions first, or do you just want to uh, talk about some hot barbecue topics? Yeah, let's get to questions, because sometimes I feel like we don't get to them, so let's do that. All right. Uh, so question number one. Now, let me preface this by saying that the constant churn or constant addition of audience might seem like some of these questions get asked a little bit more than others, but you know, I mean, we, we got people that are learning and of course brisket is all the rage anymore. Central Texas barbecue, certainly seeing uh, an emergence of popularity, the likes, I don't know if we've seen here over the last five or 10 years, as it would relate to any of the other big barbecue meccas. So Jeremy Sherman is asking Ray Lampy, should I season brisket prior to smoking it? That's part a part b what's the best seasoning 
for brisket, of course, uh, part C, best temp to smoke brisket. So let's take first things first. Um, should you season the brisket prior to smoking it? Well, you definitely should season it. Sure. That's a big yes. Uh, with something or other, even if you just use salt, you got to season it. And And maybe he's asking, should he season it overnight? Uh, I don't necessarily do that. I, to me, it's going to be in that smoker for, for 12 hours anyway. So I just want it to be on there long enough. So it sticks on. Uh, so, you know, if you put it on an hour before you're going to put it in the smoker is fine with me. If you want to put it on the night before, just for convenience sake, like if I was doing a bunch of briskets, sometimes I would do that, but I don't think it's necessary or I don't think it makes a difference. Let's use the hot button term that everybody likes to throw around, flavor profiles. Uh, we'll call them rubs or seasonings or whatever you want to say. But do you have, a, I guess, a high-level preference? And then if you want to dig down into brands that you want to call out, do you have a favorite brisket rub? You know, it's, it's funny how it's evolved over the years. We used to make rubs for brisket and think you didn't want any or very little sugar in it. That mm-hmm. was always the thinking for beef. And little by little, it has snuck to where guys are using, I think, similar rubs on their brisket as they are to pork. It's gotten sweeter over the years, and and then they even put sweet sauce on it. Besides, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I, I've really gone back in my personal preference uh, to a whole lot of salt and pepper, or just like something like Lowry's, um, just a simple seasoned salt for me personal eating. Now, you know, competition that's just become. I was having this conversation with somebody else. It's just become a complete different animal. It just doesn't have much to do with uh, a restaurant barbecue for sure, or in my world, eating barbecue. So uh, for competition, I don't know. Last time I did one, I think I used uh, Victory Lane's beef rub on it. Uh, I think a lot of them are pretty similar to me. I, I, I tell you this. I don't know if I ever tell you this story on the air. I called a, a spice company in Kansas City about a year or so ago talking about doing a rub when I was getting ready to do my hot chicken rub. And Mm -hmm. so I said to the guy, I said, well, you know, how is this going to work? How do we develop this? You know, maybe I get some of your spices and, and that way I can develop what I want. And he said, well, you'll own the combination, but you won't own the recipes I have. I said, what do you mean? I don't know. I don't understand what you're saying. He said, well, if you want me to use a little bit of, uh, of plowboys and a quarter of smoking guns and a half of blue dog rub, I own those those knockoff recipes or whatever. Uh-huh. He said, but you'll own the combination. I said, are you kidding me? Is that what everybody does? He said, yeah. He said, I can't remember <laughs> the last time somebody called me and wanted to create a rub using just ingredients. Mm. So when I say that they taste similar, <laughs> I, I think that that was, and it was, it really wasn't, it was an innocent conversation. He wasn't trying to do that to me. He was. He thought that's what I wanted to do also, and I didn't realize that was the norm now. So anyway, just because they may not be exactly the same, but think about what I said, though. You know, some of these rubs maybe are a combination of combinations. So people are putting like they're piecing together or in their stockpile. I guess it would be similar for me if you walk out of my studio and you go into what I call the prize closet. I have, you know, quite a good stock of Big Papa Smoker rub. I have some Suckle Busters rubs. I have a lot of Traeger rub now. And if I decided that, okay, well, I like a quarter cup of this one and a half a cup of this one, I could call up a rub company and say, hey, here's my recipe and just call out the name and flavors of those rubs. And there's a good shot that if I'm talking to the guy that's mixing all those, 
he's going to be like, okay, that's what everybody else does. No problem. Isn't that kind of hitting on the exact point? And I know we've belabored this over the years, but people are getting away from creativity. And perhaps the better thing to say is, especially in a competition standpoint, people are being marked down for creativity because it has become kind of a, a vanilla flavor profile to hit. People say they want it to be as uh, least offensive as possible, but if you're a pitmaster that wants to stand out, I mean, it's tough and not be penalized at the same point. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I couldn't agree more. Now, I want to go back one second, though. I'm not saying this guy was using recipes from someone else. Right. What he was using was his knockoffs of those. You know, I mean, how many different versions of something that tastes like Blues Hog do we have now? Yeah. They're not all being made by the guy that makes the Blues Hog. Um, you know, it's it's the nature of that business. Knocking off a product is a pretty normal thing to do. I, I just, to me, I, you know, when we started doing this, we all made our own rubs. Because, for one, the rubs weren't available. Don't get me wrong. We might have done the same thing if all that stuff was available. But I just, I just can't imagine ever. I, I've been an entrepreneur, self-employed since I'm 18. I can't imagine calling up someone and that's going to be my product with my label on it when it's actually four other products that somebody else already made. It just seems crazy to me. Um, but anyway, I've gotten less and less interested in those complex rubs. And from, I was in Austin a couple months ago. He ate at a few barbecue restaurants. Now, I got to be honest, I found it kind of boring that they're all just using salt and pepper. Right. But it, for my personal taste, if I'm cooking a brisket at home, I'm probably just going to use salt and pepper. Uh, it's just what I like these days. Now, but one other thing I want to say, and I, and I we, you know, what we're talking about here, are all these rubs. Come on, man, everybody out there, try making a damn rub, yeah. you know? Buy some onion powder, garlic powder, and there's recipes everywhere. Try making what you like. You might find it a little bit rewarding instead of, I, I look at these guys that are cooking all over the internet, and they're skilled cooks. They're like, I call them technicians because they cook like an engineer, but they cook so well. They buy these great products. And none of them have the balls to try and make a rub. They're all buying everybody else's rubs. I'd say, you know, make a rub if you're going to make one. That way you can make it as simple as you want or as complex as you want. So that's the seasoning answer to that question. <laughs> Whatever the, that was. <laughs> yeah, the last part, we, we did get a little convoluted, but that's fine. It's our show and we can do what we want. Best temperature to smoke brisket at. And this is unique to ask you because you obviously do it very well in the backyard. You've done it on the competition scene, but of course you're also going to be doing it from a restaurant side very shortly. Yeah. Uh, well, it all depends on your smoker. Uh, but in general, I, when I, when I started, we would cook at 225. I had a Jed master and that thing would actually cook on the thermometer anyway, a little bit lower, um, 220 ish. And it would always just stick right there. Uh, but little by little, I've, I rarely cook anything that low anymore. I think we've found that 250, 275 is not going to hurt anything, and it's still really low and slow, I think. Uh, I, cooking a brisket at 350, 400, to me, makes no sense at all. That's not barbecue. You know, you're just going to get a different texture. Um, the only way it works is if you inject it with a bunch of stuff, and otherwise it's just roast beef. So for me, 275 is pretty much barbecue and temp these days. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show, the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Let's go ahead and uh, grab another 
question. This one's from Ron. It says, hey, Ray, have you done any wrapping with butcher paper, and do you find it better than foil? And I think that's unique in the fact that I've seen a lot, especially here over the last, I think, two, three years, uh, the butcher paper has kind of come out of hiding. Maybe that's something that's happened down in Texas for generations and generations and just through the Internet or seeing Aaron Franklin use it or a couple other people, all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got to get our hands on this butcher paper in order to, to wrap these briskets. But do you do any other wrapping with butcher paper, for instance, ribs? Uh, no, I haven't done it with ribs. I, I, for, for ribs, I like to keep the moisture in. I, if I got a little liquid going in there, I would like to keep that in. For pork butts and for brisket, yeah. My only beef with, with wrapping in butcher paper is that I didn't think of it because it's a great idea. Uh, I don't know who did. I don't believe anybody was doing it 20 years ago. If it's Aaron, I don't think Aaron takes credit for it, but uh, it's probably somebody down there in Texas where they were in those butcher shops. You know, they they just decided to try it one day. But I think it makes complete sense for brisket and pork butts because um, you want to eliminate that steaming if you can help it. But you want to help keep the thing cook faster. When you look at a brisket or a butt wrapped in butcher paper, it's just all saturated in fat and just holding that fat on the outside. And that's just a good thing. If you ever pay attention to Adam Perry Lang, and Adam probably knows more about cooking meat than anybody anyone's going to ever meet in their life. They, we're talking on the planet. There's a handful of people in his league. Yep. Adam would always have pieces of fat and bacon and, and something fatty laying on everything he cooks and probably still does. And to me, that just... That butcher paper thing does exactly that. It helps to accelerate the cooking a little bit with a little bit of steamage going on, but it's not like cooking in foil. I, I think it's from a, a, a seriously sensible point of view, it just makes complete sense to me, and I'm just mad that I didn't think of it. Are you excited that Adam's restaurant looks like it's going to be opening here fairly shortly? I mean, obviously we're talking to a guy whose restaurant has been almost opening here for the last 15 years, it seems like. But, I mean, you follow him on Instagram, and you can see he's tracking at a, at a pretty good clip at this point. Yeah, he's doing a better job of making it look like he's getting it close to open than I am. Uh, but I think he's been working on it about just as long. Um, it takes a long time to get a big restaurant open. Yeah, I, I can't wait to go to Adam's restaurant. I mean, this is – Adam is obsessed. Adam is a, an obsessed cook, an obsessed meat cook. And it seems like this time he's really well. I've been to uh, uh, Barbacoa in London that Adam was instrumental in designing, and it's crazy. There's all kinds of where it's become very trendy now. But Adam was doing this seven eight years ago. Uh, all these different level fire cooking things. It, it's a uh, there's a lot of that going on. And but he was instrumental in starting that there. So I can't even imagine what he's got up his sleeve in Los Angeles. Uh, he's forging his own knives, yeah. man. I mean. This guy's like, he's like a caveman at this point. I can't wait to see what he's going to do. I might say also, holding all the barbecue aside, he might be the most in shape pitmaster I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> Do you see this guy's workout routine? No, but I, I'm not surprised. Holy Adam, moly. He's an intense dude, man. Oh, intense uh, doesn't even begin to define it. You mean, it's, it's unbelievable what this guy's up to. Um, Let's change gears a little bit here and, and talk about some hot topics. You know, one of the things that I missed, and I'm usually pretty good at keeping my hands on the pulse of trends that are coming up, or, or maybe they started at the end of the year and they look like, you know, as they fall out of the year that's closing, going into the new year, something's going to be picking up steam. And I totally missed it. 
It's been around forever. People talk about it all the time, about how great it is, but it always seemed like it was hard to either find a butcher to do it for you or people were trying to do at home with kind of limited success, and that's this whole dry aging thing. And it seems that it has taken over a whole new realm of possibility since the turn of the year where people are now investing in appliances and standalone refrigerators, getting all the right gear. There seems to be quite a wealth of information out there now to do dry aging at home. Is this something that is on your radar? Do you do it at home? Do you have a butcher that does it for you? Is it a little overblown? What's your take on dry aging? No, I'll bring Adam Perry Lang back into the conversation. I was in at Barbacoa. They also had a butcher shop and I was in there with him and they had, I mean, Adam understands all of that stuff. He he understood it all along before all the home guys started doing it. The uh, humidity, the airflow, the uh, how far apart you space things, what's going on with the with the funk, the uh, the mold, and uh, so no, I'm a big believer of it, and I enjoy eating a dry aged steak. I'm not gonna, I I don't have time in my life to take up my own <laughs> dry aging process. So no, I'm not gonna do that. But we have a meat market right downtown that has beautiful dry age stuff in there and they have a wall a salt block wall that mm. uh i don't know if it actually does anything but it's cool and it claim they claim it does so i'll just go buy me a, a high dollar steak every now and then if i want because by the time you deal with the shrinkage buy a prime piece of meat and deal with the shrinkage it's going to be really expensive plus you've had to buy a refrigerator and you know, I just don't, I'm not a gadget guy like that. A lot of guys, man, they thrive on doing stuff like that. And and if you're a you know, if you have a real job and a family and stuff, and you're looking for hobbies around the house, maybe, right? But for me, it just doesn't fit my lifestyle at all. I'll just go buy one when I feel like it. But, but yeah, I mean, I you know, if I was that kind of living, that was my life, I probably would. Because I think I'm willing to do stuff like that if it's something that's really kick-ass at the end of the day. And I think those stakes probably are. So I, I would do that. It's kind of like hunting. I, I always figure if I thought the food was that good, I would go hunting. But until they start the hunting food starts getting better than what's at the butcher, I'm not worried about it. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show, drbbq.com, his website, askdrbbq.com, if you want to pitch a question to us for next month to toss around and give ideas and commentary on. Ray, last topic here before I let you go, and always appreciate the time. I don't think there was a hotter story that has come and gone as as hot as it was burning, it seems to have evaporated off the face of the internet, and that being the Yeti versus the NRA scuttlebutt that uh, developed last week. Did you read any of that, and and what was your take on? I did read it. Um, I, I God, I hope I never make my <laughs> cooler, my beer cooler choice based on politics. I just, I don't know, man. I. I try to stay. I'm a I'm a registered independent, and I'm proud of that. And and I, so I try to stay out of it. I, I you know you can't help but listen to it. But I, I don't know, man. I, I think if you shot up your Yeti last week, you're probably feeling kind of stupid this week. Um, sell it or something if you got to. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't want to get involved in the politics. I have a Yeti. I didn't shoot it. I didn't throw it away. It's still in my car. I, you know. I, I don't know. Do I you didn't like, even. Do you like guns? I, I like what? Do you like guns? Yeah, I like guns. Yeah. I have a carry permit. I carry my gun sometimes. What do you? Um, what yeah. do you? What do you carry? 
uh, a Keltec nine millimeter. Oh, all right, little, little pocket gun. Well, look at it. Um, Just when I think yeah, we don't have any more in common, we have more in common. <laughs> I like guns. I mean, I I don't understand where those two things are exclusive. You know what I mean? I can I like my gun, and I'm not giving it to anybody anytime soon. Uh, but I'm not shooting my Yeti, so I, I just don't. Those aren't ex- those aren't exclusive things to me. Ray, do you think 15 years ago there still was this kind of vitriol that could have spilled out? Except we just never would have heard about it because there wasn't that level of internet 15 years ago. Yeah, I think that's exactly what the deal is. Yes, I think that's the, the internet is. You know, it's been good and bad. It's. Uh, I was telling somebody a story today about when I started cooking barbecue contests, we literally had to wait for the bullshit to come to see what the contests were or pick up the dial phone and call Carolyn Wells and ask her. Um, So, you know, it's done a lot of good, but, yeah, it gives people places to vent and get angry about stuff. Ray Lampy joining me here the first Tuesday of the show each and every month. Ray, always appreciate the time, and we will look for you again in June. All right, Greg. In June, I should have uh, good info about the restaurant. We should be getting ready. All right. I'll look forward to it. We'll talk to you then. See you then. Bye. Ray Lampy. You know, I tried really hard not to press on the the restaurant update, of course. Didn't do that. Yummy. So hopefully it will be maybe Tuesday or maybe next month we'll be getting the opening date and then that's when the trickery and tomfoolery starts on my part to try and hornswoggle a trip down to ray's restaurant do some live broadcasting from the grand opening of dr barbecues we'll see we'll see so we'll look forward to that coming up out of the break bob trudnack barbecue guru Hey, let me talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Attention, anyone who loves sausage and barbecue. I think that's pretty much everybody that listens to this show, by and large. Established in 1882, that has been well vetted here on this show. Southside, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas and has been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They're famous for the original beef sausage, coarse ground, and natural pork casings and the authentic Central Texas barbecue that they make is well ready for delivery. In fact, I believe it was breaking news a little earlier today or yesterday that the beef sausage is now available for sale nationwide through shipping. All meats, including the prime briskets, are smoked low and slow for many hours over real Texas post oak wood. They ship nationwide via the online and secure store, southsidemarket.com. They ship fresh and smoked sausages nationwide. Shipping customers can choose to order now and ship later. Include a custom gift note and mail to multiple addresses without additional charges for doing so. So they're saving you money by spreading the Central Texas Gospel of Barbecue. All shipped items vacuum sealed to ensure freshness and ease of preparations for the customer. Shipped with dry ice to ensure complete freshness upon arrival, plus instructions on how to reheat and all that good stuff. All meats are processed on the on-site USDA-inspected facility, on-site meat markets for fresh and smoked products. Custom orders are available as well if you just want to ask. Two restaurants for you to eat in, Elgin, Texas since 1882 and Bastrop since 2014. Don't forget the grocery distribution through Texas and many surrounding states available as well. 
Here's the bonus. 10% off coupon code for online purchases at southsidemarket.com. That's 10% off if you use code BBQCENTRAL. One word, lowercase, BBQCENTRAL. Go to southsidemarket.com, put in your order, then coupon code BBQCENTRAL, all one word, lowercase, and you can get 10% off your entire online order. So we thank Nick and the gang out there at Southside Market for partnering here with this show. Visit southsidemarket.com and Bob Trudnack coming up out of the break. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Ready to get on the air. Call 216-220-0966. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James of Barbecue Talk. Craig Who's got pellet cookers? I know you do. Got to get them. Got to get the pellets. From cookingpellets.com, the number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Not voiding any warranties. Don't fall for that shenanigans. You visit cookingpellets.com, and you can purchase right there on the website, or if you feel a little bit more comfortable, you can actually purchase from amazon.com as well. Wow. My next guest tonight, the longest-running sponsor here of this show, creator of the automatic temperature control device technology. They also produce other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Tonight, we will be hitting on the newest item that continues to expand the product's portfolio, that being something called the rib ring. So let's go ahead and race over the Traeger Grills hotline. And welcome back, good friend of the show, Bob Trudnack. Bob, how are you, buddy? Hey, what's up, Greg? How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, my friend. Always appreciate you making time for the show here. And I was trying to I was trying to watch your show, and I got interrupted by a phone call. It was you? Oh, th- that guy <laughs> on the line is a pain in the butt. Hang up on that guy. He's, he's always calling at the wrong time. Um, I know, Bob. A month or so, maybe maybe a month or so ago, I was watching a nice little promo video about this thing called the rib ring and yeah man it got me all excited and like bob let's get on the show until you're like oh, this thing is blown up we gotta we gotta back out yeah. a little bit i'm already sold out i need to get my supply back so uh, i guess before we get into all the great success that the rib ring has seen right off the bat like any idea or product that comes to market the majority of the time there is a precipitating event or a, a moment of um, miracularity, which is not a word that you're like, man, something has to be, okay, I'll take it. Uh, something has to be invented to make X or Y or Z easier. So what was the momentous occasion for the rib ring? So this is an interesting, interesting story. I did. I drew this up on paper about eight years ago. Um, I was using a lot of ceramic grills, uh, kettles. Um, we were doing demonstrations of barbecue guru on these cookers and I love to cook ribs for people. And people, you know, would ask me, Hey, if you're cooking ribs, can you cook a few extra rats? Um, I didn't have the big smokers that I have today. So I just started playing around with, you know, a sketch pad and how can I fit more ribs in a cooker and how can I fit them in a round cooker? Cause 
everybody, you know, all these ceramic grills and kettles and Weber Smoky Mountains are all round and ribs are rectangle. How do we get them in there? So I just start playing around with some, some ideas and I just start drawing it up and I looked at it and I tweaked it and I came up with this series of rings in a rack. And, uh, at that time at barbecue guru, there was a lot going on with new products and, you know, I kind of tossed it out there to the group. Um, you know, shotgun Fred, God rest his soul, still alive and well and doing great. And it was just, it wasn't a priority for us at the time. So I put it on a shelf on my desk. I had since moved three offices since then. And I always kept that drawing on my desk and I always looked at it and I always tweaked it and made it a little better. And I presented it again to our group, you know, of the development team and marketing and everybody. I just wanted to bring it back to the table and everybody said, this is a slam dunk. Let's do it. Let's build a prototype. And, uh, I'm like, finally, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to make a prototype. I had some guys in the shop make it out of some wire we had, uh, you know, they just welded some wire together and we start playing around with it. And the first cook I did with the first prototype, I noticed, you know, a couple issues, but it really cooked some great ribs and I fit six racks of ribs in a large ceramic grill. And I was thrilled about it. So I tweaked it a little bit more. We did another cook, tweaked it again, did another cook. And we finally have what we had for production. And I just couldn't be more happy with it. And everybody who uh, sees it or has saw it and sees me in a competition or wherever I am says, you know what? This is just, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that? It makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'm just thrilled that I got it to finally got it to market and you never really know how it's going to do when you bring it to market. So, you know, you try to start off small and if there's a big demand, you make more, you don't want to make 20,000 pieces and sell 200. You want to make 500 and hopefully it's on back order. <laughs> uh, and that's what happened. We made 500 to start and they sold like hotcakes. I got another thousand on the way and there's going to be a lot bigger numbers. We really haven't pushed it at all, except for my, my Facebook stuff. Um, so I think once we start marketing it, it's going to take off like hotcakes. So if somebody is just tuning in right now and they haven't friended you on Facebook or haven't seen the Barbecue Guru's Facebook page and seen it, can you paint that mental yeah. picture for us? I mean, obviously, Ribbering kind of conjures up some pretty rudimentary thoughts, but what are the ins and outs? Okay, so it's a, uh, it's a series of rings that are welded together on a flat rack. Think of it that way. Mm -hmm. The outside diameter is a little over 15 inches. Um, so it fits on, you know, a lot of large ceramic grills are, uh, 18 inches. So I wanted some airflow between the rack and the outside or the inside wall of the ceramic grill. Uh, Weber Smoky Mountains are 18, you know, so you've got the outer rack and then a couple inches in, you have a second circle, a second ring, and then you have a center ring. Uh, and they're about two and a half inches apart. And in that center ring, is, you know, just a, like a, uh, U shaped piece that you can either can be used as a handle or you can stick a whole chicken on. Um, so when you get a rack of spare ribs or, or baby backs, 
uh, if they're untrimmed, trim them up St. Louis style, just kind of square them off. And you can fit three racks of rig, ribs in the outer ring, two racks in the second ring, and then one rack or a whole chicken in the center. So you're getting six racks of ribs on a large ceramic grill. And, uh, you know, all the testing I've done and the cooks I've done and, and my friends and family and, you know, people who've used it are saying that they love it. Um, now I get like a lot of questions about, Oh, can I use this for competition? Well, you sure you can. Um, I didn't develop it for competition. I developed it for the backyard guy and I developed it for the caterer who doesn't have a lot of space. Um, even on like, I have a stump smoker sitting at home. I have a deep South on my trailer. I can fit, I can do double the amount of ribs on the racks in those big cabinet smokers mm-hmm. that I would just laying them on the rack. So it's not just for, you know, round cookers. You can use them anywhere. And and I think it's easy to say that if you are somebody that has a, a big green egg or a, a comparable, let's say, you know, monolith uh, uh, for in case of the barbecue guru or any of the ceramic yeah. larger cookers, you know, let's right. be honest. I mean, if you're going to do three racks of ribs in those cookers, you're probably pushing the limits because eventually as you start to work out, it, it becomes a little bit more narrow. You're not going to be able to get six racks of ribs on there unless you start cutting shit in half and stacking it on top of each other and using the old school rib right. racks. This allows you to maintain exactly. the rack integrity, um, as you said, squared up a little bit on the ends. But you are, in essence, being able to double the amount of cooking capacity as it relates to ribs in your ceramic cooker, exactly. which is genius. And it's not you know, $180 either. I mean, this is a very affordable piece. Right, right. And I'm always working to make it more and more affordable. Um, but yeah, it's, it's exactly right. $49.95, I mean, you can do six racks of ribs in it. I can do 50 chicken legs. So you can take chicken uh, drums um, and you can sit them on the outer rack, on the inner circle, and you can do about 50 leg like drums hmm. on this rack. You can uh, take wings. You, you have a three-part wing. You just cut the little wing head off, the little the tip, and now you have the flat and the and the and the drumette in a V shape. You can hang those around both sets of rings yeah. and do about 50 wings on the rack. Hmm. You can make you can make beef jerky on the rack on the rack. I've used. Um, you know, I make beef jerky. I'll just, you know, lay it on the rack, but you can hang it or you can skewer it and lay it on the rack. So there's a lot of uses for it. And it comes with an aluminum drip pan. So it catches your drippings. You can add juices or water or whatever you want, any kind of moisture to the pan uh, to help keep the ribs moist. And the kicker is, and I haven't really promoted this yet, you can use it in your kitchen oven. So hey, there's a lot, of the drip of use, pan, right? a lot of ways to use it. Yeah. Exactly. What's the price point right now? It's forty nine ninety five. So easy enough. Now here's the good news because I I think uh, when I had seen your video, I was like, huh. All right. I mean, I get it. It's ceramic. You you guys are big into the ceramic stuff as well. And I'm like, huh. But I got this Lang over here, this thirty six inch Lang patio, and I mean, I can get a decent yep. amount of racks of ribs in there, especially if I'm stacking create creatively. I'm like, oh man, I right. wonder if I can get this thing. Oh, 
by golly, it fits right in there. Not only that, I could fit another one right next to it. I could go up to easily 12 racks of ribs in there, and there's no way I was getting 12 racks of ribs in that laying prior to that. So you could have a bigger laying, and you could probably, you know, depending on how long you get, you could probably fit three in your cooking chamber, depending on, you know, how long it is. So it's really increasing the efficiency and the overall output of food. And it's, it's done very simply. I mean, like you said, it's like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Yeah. And what's great is, so I've also tested this, like I've cooked the ribs. So if I'm doing a catering job, I'll cook the ribs, you know, 80, 90% of the way in the rack. And then if I'm, if I'm doing a big job where I need to get a lot of ribs done ahead of time, they'll get cooked 80, 90%. They come out of the rack, they get cooled and then they get grilled or put back on the cooker on an on-site job. Well, those, those ribs lay flat again. It's not like they're all stuck in a curved position. Mm -hmm. So they lay flat again. So you can work them, you know, during your on-site event. So bigger is always better. Is there people already demanding bigger rib rings or is this going to be like the first and the last? <laughs> yeah, a couple guys said, I want you to make one smaller. I want you to make one bigger. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is this, I thought was the perfect size to fit on a large ceramic, to fit on an extra large ceramic, because you want airspace between your inside walls of your cooker and mm -hmm. your food. You don't want to stop the airflow. So I thought this would be the perfect size to start with. If I start to get, you know, more people demanding, you know, bigger or smaller, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. But I think this is the perfect size. Like in a, uh, in my deep South, I can get, I can get, uh, but three across. So, I mean, I'm doing wow. 18 racks of ribs on one shelf. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, as if, if I get a lot of demand for bigger and smaller sizes, I'll be happy to do that. But right now, I think this is the perfect size to go with. Bob Trudnack joining me here on the show from the Barbecue Guru, bbqguru.com. Go ahead and grab your rib ring right now, uh, 50 bucks, more or less forty nine ninety nine. So we'll just call it 50 bucks here on this show. 50 uh, bucks, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, do you foresee any stock issues uh, other than obviously the big run that will happen here when you hang up the phone but uh you know the first run you you kind of you're kind of going in dipping your toe and it turns out to be a success yeah. you, you're pretty much insulated at this point right. you think yeah there uh so i am in the middle of making a thousand of them mm -hmm. um i i am i'm having a stock issue currently so <laughs> from today and for the next 10 days, it's pro I'm probably going to be out of stock. I hate to say that, but it's, it's true. The, I mean, I sold so many, I couldn't even believe it. But after, after this next 10 days, I mean, we're going to have plenty of rib rings coming in for everybody. You know, it's just one of those things. When you develop a brand new product and you don't know the demand for it, and it takes off, you get a little bit of growing pain. But we get through it. And uh, it's going to be fine. I saw recently you were doing up some new promos with your good buddy, Big Mo. Uh, what's in store and, and what's it like working with him again? <laughs> he's, 
he's an amazing guy. Um, he's a big personality, uh, but he's so down to earth. He's just, he's just one of the guys. He's just a guy who wants to be successful in barbecue. He's a great family man. He's a great friend. Uh, I can't say enough good things about him. I've worked with him so many times. Um, we have some brand new commercials coming out. Uh, we've done some little, you know, just some fun little internet cooking shows together. Uh, I have one where he came here to my house and I did this pulled pork cheesesteak, uh, and gave him some kind of like Philly vibes with my cooking. And we have one being released next week. Um, he, you know, he cooked up some amazing beef ribs and his collard greens and jalapeno cornbread. That's about to be Mm -hmm. released in just a couple days. We just have so much fun together. Uh, we're going to be cooking a lot together this year. He's coming to Wildwood, New Jersey to cook against me and we're going to film it, um, in July. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. Do you have any competitions on the guru competition schedule this year right now, Bob? Yeah, I, I've done four already this year, um, and I'll probably end up doing you know, 10 or 12 more. Um, I'll be in New Jersey. I'll be in Delaware and Maryland. Um, I'm going to head over to the Netherlands oh. in August. Actually, Mo and I are going to fly over together and compete against each other in the Netherlands at uh, uh, Ragafest just outside of Amsterdam, so I'm a little worried about that, but I think we'll be all right. <laughs> Stay away from the weed. That's what I'm saying, Bob. <laughs> Stay away from the weed. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. Yeah. Uh, BarbecueGuru.com is the website. Go check it out. Grab a rib ring. Remember, probably over the week to 10 days, uh, out of stock, but then we'll be well in stock as a 1,000 are on the way. Yes. And we're talking with Bob Trudnack. Uh, Bob, always appreciate the time and the long support of the show, my friend. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care, Greg. You got it, everybody. There he is. Good talking. Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Mm -mm -mm. Yummy. Yummy. Always enjoy talking with Bob and catching up, seeing what's happening over at the... I mean... It's still amazing, like, and Ray Lampy will be the first one to tell you. When Fred Perkle, Shotgun Fred, um, Bob had referenced him during the conversation with originally pitching the rib ring eight years ago or however long he said it was. Like, people were poo-pooing Shotgun Fred and the automatic temperature control device. Now, you know, everybody's like, you can't live without it, right? Especially if you have the ceramic and the bullet style cookers. Everybody's uh, the biggest fan of uh, Barbecue Guru and the automatic temperature control device. They, they were the one that started. Okay. And Ray's the first one to tell you. He was down on it. Now he's a huge fan. Speaking of fans, I'm a fan of Traeger Grills recently. I got a Timberline 850. Behind every great meal is a great grill. Not just any grill, a Traeger grill. And the Timberline is Traeger's most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro, no matter what your level of expertise is. Thanks to the incredible wood-fired taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger grills with all-natural hardwood pellets. So you're literally cooking with flavor from low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak and even a baked apple pie. Traeger's can handle it all. 
The Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can check your cooks, kick up temperatures, set custom cook cycles anywhere, all right from your phone through the Traeger Grill app. In fact, I got to go check on my next brisket. I cooked one over the weekend. I got one on right now. Let me go check where the temperature is. Easy to do on my phone through the Traeger Grill app. Find one at your local Traeger dealer or check them out online at TraegerGrills.com. Want to beef up your barbecue game? Who doesn't? Take a Traeger shop class. They're going coast-to-coast, bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go. Taught by professional pit masters, you'll take home the skills you need to reach barbecue glory. You know Diva Q? Of course, she teaches them. You know Matt Pittman? He does it, too. How about Doug Shiding, Texas Embedded Correspondent of the Barbecue Central Show? He is also a Traeger Grill shop class instructor. Find a shop class near you. Sign up today at TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. Or just visit the main website, TraegerGrills.com, to find out about all the products. The Pro Line, the Timber Line, all ready to go. Very impressed with the 850. I'll talk about that in the second hour. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. I'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back, and thanks to Bob Trudnack for joining me last segment. Email from John Dawson. Subject line, rib ring flex. Idea for Bob. Split the rib ring in half, add a hinge. Wyola, you have the rib ring flex. By the way, voila, I know. Just trying to be funny. Update from Michael Mann. 87-82 Raptors over the Cavs at the end of three. No! LeBron with 19 so far. So LeBron hasn't even decided to play this game yet. At 19, we're not going to be talking about sports too much, but if we're only down by five and at the end of three, that's a much better performance than I was anticipating here and the first game of the second round, especially coming off of, I guess, what you would term short rest. I actually expect him to drop two to the Raptors right off the bat, but only down five, and if LeBron only has 19, we could pull it off. I'll be doing this show keep me up to date if you're interested in the rib ring check them out bbqguru.com that's bbqguru.com and the rib ring is right there at the top of the header click onto that 50 bucks i mean come on double the rack capacity of your ceramic cooker large or extra large for 50 bucks (laughs) i think i tripled the amount of rack capacity on my leg. It's great. 50 bucks. Again, back order until about 10 days from now. Make note of that, especially if you're listening in podcast. But after that, no problems going forward. We will reload for the second hour. Remember, open at 14. So stick around. We'll be right back. 